What's up, guys? Everything Junior Hockey coming back at you. we got special guest today, Jack Jones, former player of mine from his high school days. Jonesy, thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be on here. Heck yeah. So I want to start, obviously, like, you know, I, I coached you and a lot of people have been asking me to bring on former players to really like dive in about the whole like Minnesota, you know, experience. So let's just start from like the ground up, like youth high school and then take us take us through that and then beyond that. Yeah, so uh, I grew up in Waconia where uh, you ended up coaching me my senior year. I played youth hockey in Waconia. I didn't didn't go anywhere else, so all the way from Ice Mites all the way through uh, high school, I played for Waconia. And then uh, out of high school, uh, well, your uh, first year with us, so my senior year, uh, you got me in contact with some junior teams. Um, I did a few camps and stuff in the spring and the summer, ended up in the SIJHL with uh, the Wisconsin Lumberjacks. And then COVID kind of happened. Some stuff got shuffled around. I ended up in um, with the in uh, in Ogden, Utah, with the Mustangs in the USPHL. Played two years there. Aged out last year, and now I'm playing ACHA with Weber State. Heck yeah, man! Let's talk about that though. So, like with the high school, like obviously we see like different areas not getting as much like exposure. So like before senior year came, like, did you have like any aspirations of thinking that you would go play juniors after high school? I, I didn't have a single thought that that was even a possibility until you were like, yeah, like there's, there's leagues everywhere. You, if you really wanted, if this is really what you want to do and you really want to make this work, it it's going to happen. You just need to get in contact and, uh, yeah, like I said, I had no idea it was even possible until you came through, and I'm I'm glad you did because it was the time <laughs> of my life, man. Heck yeah, no, I mean it's it's so weird that in a state like this where it's like so many kids just go like unseen, they don't play juniors. Like it's crazy that like one person, I'm not gonna like pump my tires, but it's crazy how one person can <laughs> crazy how one guy can just come in and like explode a whole like you know high school team to the fact that like there's after high school hockey right like it, it was just crazy to me you know yeah 100 percent. like i mean then like i like i said before like i i didn't even know it was a like a possibility kester did it but other than that i was like well kester's sick like right. there's no way there's no way i could even do that if i'm like playing like him so right yeah, and then you came in and kind of you kind of rocked my world with the whole junior thing, and I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful for it. Man. Yeah, well, let's talk about that because obviously, like, it's such a stressful process, right? Like, it, like it's absolutely insane. Like, it, you know, whether or not like you just hear about it or you've heard about it, like, it's crazy as hell going through it. Oh yeah, living through it, man. Like, just the amount of waiting you have to do is ridiculous like it's you you just want to get that plan you want to know where you're playing but i mean junior teams they run their they run their team like a business it's almost like it's almost like you're like playing professional hockey right like they're they're running their they're running their business they want to win so they're looking for the best players and if they're seeking someone that could potentially have more skill than you you're sitting waiting to see what they're doing so it's like a domino effect of waiting and seeing, and it's uh yeah, it's definitely stressful. 
Right. Let's let's talk about so that because I, I remember it vividly. But the summer after you know your senior year ended, I mean there were options on the table. You know there were countless you know meetings and camps and things like that. Like what was going through your head when all of these different options started coming out of the woodwork that you before you had no idea was even possible. Uh, it's just I was it was almost overwhelming, but. Um... Yeah, just I you wanted to find the right place to play where you had all these coaches promising you this and that, but you try to put the pieces together with what other coaches say to just kind of see almost if the other coach is just kind of saying what they're saying just to get you on the team. Um, you, I mean, you're checking rosters to see age outs. You're checking points by guys that are could possibly be returning or points to see if they're going to get a call up and you're going to take that position. Like it's, you do a lot of research and you dive so deep into it just to like, just kind of see what place is right for you. Right. Definitely. And so I, I had the Minnesota squash boys on the first pod. And so obviously they're an expansion team this year in the USP, you into an expansion team in the SI what was that like experiencing it like firsthand where it's a brand new team, a brand new organization, just like completely fresh? Like what, what was it like? Ah, man, that's, that's a tough question. Cause I mean, there's just so much that goes into it, right? Like everything, everything's new, right? You've got to start from scratch with community interactions. You have to start from scratch with meeting a brand new team. You don't have guys that are, that have played, in that organization before that can help you to see what you could expect from a coaching staff, from ownership, from the rank, from the league, stuff like that. Like there's just so much that like an expansion team has to deal with and it could, it, it can be really grueling for a lot of guys and not, not, it's not built for everybody. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that first year you had, I remember, like, I came out to the first game to, to see you play. I mean, just take us through, like, that first year in that league where it's a small league, but it's a, it's a physical league. Like, how did that help you get to almost, like, that next level with Ogden the following year? Yeah, I mean, just the physicality, those Canadian boys, dude. Like, it's it's different hockey playing in the States, like, growing up playing high school hockey in Minnesota. And then, I mean, you go to Wisconsin, you're like, oh, yeah, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Canada, it's pretty much the same thing. But you get up into those Canadian teams, man. Those guys are – they're a different breed up there. They're big. They're heavy. They'll hit anything that moves. You get slashes. You get cross checks. Like, it, it really makes you tougher in a way to where you come back and play in the States in a, a more skill league, you would say. And it's just – you, you can kind of succeed because then you're that physical guy, especially right. like I'm a defenseman. I'm not, I wasn't really known for points. So like coming back with that style of play that I took from the, the Sidge and coming back to um, like a skill level based hockey and being able to be that physical piece, being able to be that heavy defenseman that, um, can can shut down some of those skill guys on just like the little the little dipsy doodle moves that they can throw on on uh defensemen that have just played u.s hockey the whole time 
Right. Yeah. And I mean, we do see Canadian leagues a lot, you know, rougher than, than the ones in the U S for sure. What were you expecting that first year? Like obviously coming from a small town where, I mean, you know, no offense to Oconia, but it it is, it's over, it's overlooked. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. nobody looks there for junior players, right? Like before, I think you were the first one since, you know, Kester or somebody else. Like what did, what were your expectations making that jump? To junior hockey, I mean, I knew it was going to be a grind. Um, I kind of went into it. I skated in the summer, did some workouts. I I thought I was like, yeah, like we'll just go into it, see what happens. But that that first training camp week, like, oh man, I I kind of it was a little slap in the face, kind of a wake up call for you. Um, and it was kind of then I realized like this is the real deal. Like, this is what I want, and this is what I'm going to have to deal with. And like, I just got to put my head down and keep grinding and it ended up working out pretty well. I think I, I, I think I had a good season, I guess. <laughs> I don't know about anyone else, but, um, you have to work hard, but once, once you kind of get into that whole situation, it's like, oh, it just completely opens your eyes into a whole new world of just how hard and how like disciplined and motivated you have to be every day to get up and go to practice and workouts and stuff and do it for nine months. You know what I mean? Like people are like, like that's a school year for people in high school. Right. So like going, going from that and then doing hockey for an entire school year where you're waking up, you're playing games every weekend. You're, I mean, you get a day off here and there. Like you're working out, you're skating every day. It's, it gets tough and it gets mentally it mentally breaks you down, but if it's really what you want to do, like you got to be ready for it. Yeah, no, exactly. That's a great point. I, I want to talk about, you know, cause we see a lot of programs in Minnesota where, you know, the coaches, they don't, you know, they don't go above and beyond for their players. Obviously there's a lot of programs that do, but talk about what it meant to, you know, go through the grind of, you know, playing youth in Waconia, playing high school and then all of a sudden, you know, you having a staff that wanted to get you to the next level, right? Not just, they weren't just there for themselves, but like they cared about the players. Like what, what did that mean to you now looking back on it all? Well, I, I couldn't say how thankful I could, I am like, it's, it's such a huge opportunity to be able to take advantage of and for hockey to be the only sport to have something like it is, it's honestly, it's a blessing. Um, I mean, you talk to any other athlete in any other sport, whether it's D1 through D3, like no one, no one's going to have that two, three years of juniors where they play the sport they love and hang out with friends and do your thing and get close to teammates and interact with fans in a, in a completely different level. And like to be able to be given the opportunity by a staff just by throwing out connections is it's, I mean, it's unbelievable. And like, especially with juniors, like, and you know, this is like connections are one of the biggest things you could possibly have for finding teams in junior leagues. Like if you don't have connections, you're not going to get places that you possibly think you could. So you have to do everything in your, in your power to find any connection you have it, whether it's, like you know you happen to know the the younger brother of a coach 
an assistant coach or a goalie coach in some league with some team, like take advantage of any, any way to get into contact with any team that you possibly can. Yeah, no, that's, and that's something I think a lot of guys out there need to hear because, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you have to be your own advocate, but at the same time you have to have, you know, a coach that, you know, wants to see you succeed as well. So now I think, you know, you hit it on the head there. Let, let's talk about the move from the SI to Ogden out in the mountain division. Most people would say, well, when they look at paper, they say, well, oh, the, you know, the SI is tier two, the USPHL is tier three. What, in your mind, was it a step backwards or was it a step forward? Like, what was it? Because most people will sit there and say you went from tier two to tier three. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say whether or not you moved up or moved down just because of just completely they're just completely different playing styles right like on one hand you have the sage where you've got skill guys but i mean they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna beat you up if you go after a goalie or something like that you know what i mean and it's it's heavy it's a heavy style of hockey but you come to the states and i mean you get guys that are just so skilled like i mean i played like in here in ogden we had um one of my teammates, Jake Myriad, just recently the other day, just um, he just scored 222 points in the USPHL and just took the most points in league history. Like he just accomplished that. So to like to be able to play with that caliber of players, where it's just so skilled and like just such good hockey players, it's it's hard to compare them almost just because of how different the style of play is. Great. Let's talk about that quick. So I mean, 222 points. I saw that. For for all the naysayers out there that are going to sit there and say, well, you know, like majority of those points could come against, you know, bottom feeder teams or, you know, less skilled teams, like regardless, I mean, 222 points, whether or not they come from the top teams or the below teams, like that's still a huge freaking thing. Like that's a huge deal. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like you look at second, third place, it's, I mean, they're doing the same thing. You know what I mean? They're having multiple point nights against bottom teams, but the points are still points. And in the end of the day, like having the most points in an entire league's history, like that's, it's such a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, a place to do it. I mean, in Ogden that, I mean, has just such a history of, you know, winning championships and pushing players on to, pro in college and I mean you're you know you're a product of that now like what helped you the most go from you know Ogden now to Weber State and be on the team there and in the lineup you know every single night yeah I mean it definitely helps having having the school in the same city um I mean just getting like the opportunity to play for the Mustangs and experiencing the fan base they have and how just crazy the, the rink can get and just how, how many people show up and support, like there's so many seats in the, that rink and to have almost all of them filled every other night. Like it's, it's a crazy, it's crazy to experience, especially with junior hockey. And then to be able to move on from juniors and play for Weaver state, which is ACHA, um, I mean, we still get the same amount of fans. We get the same amount of support. And 
to have Mustangs fans now become Weber fans because of because of them knowing me playing for the Mustangs. Like it's such a it's so awesome, and it's such like a um, like a good feeling to have as a player. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's awesome too that I mean, you know, having you know the ability to have that in the same house makes it you know makes it easy. What was what was it like going from you know tier three to Weber State, where you know again, like most people will sit there and say, ah, you know that level of hockey, you know, it's probably not really fast. It's probably not really you know muck and grind, but it really is almost a two step up from the USPHL. Yeah, a hundred percent, and. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I think anybody that comes out of juniors, wherever they are, and they're like, oh, well, I'm gonna just going to go play ACHA and have fun. It's it's a lot difficult, a lot more difficult than you think. Like, I mean, there's some good hockey players, and they're, they're thinking the same thing. And it's a lot more of a grind than you would ever think. Yeah, you get to have your fun. Yeah, you get to do whatever, but... I mean, at the end of the day, everyone wants to win and everyone wants to do the best for their team, whether it's NCAA or ACHA. And they're, they're going to do everything in their power to do that. And so it makes the competitive level just that much more intense. And it's, it's honestly, it was a little bit of a wake-up call for a lot of guys. Yeah, definitely. No, and I mean, it, it's crazy because, I mean, you'll see guys that played in like, you know, the Nall or the BC. I mean, you'll see them, you know, on those teams that you play. And it's, I mean, you're almost like, hey, like this is almost like playing, you know, tier one or tier two, you know, junior hockey in a sense, because, you know, those guys want to come there and get playing time versus, you know, riding the pine on, you know, an NCAA team, right? Yep. And then another big thing is just being in a bigger school. Not everyone is built for the small school feel where you have a couple thousand people enrolled in the school and they want to go to a school where they have um, a lot of support from their students in a bigger school and a D1 community. And I mean, the I mean, one of the greatest things is a lot of the teams that have ACHA teams, students don't really know the difference between ACHA and NCAA, you know what I mean? So they think you're the school's hockey team. So they right. support you like it. Right. And it's yeah. one of the coolest feelings to be walking around campus almost as a division one athlete because no one really knows the difference. Right. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, I mean, you know, at, at that level, I mean, you know, you kind of almost are, you know, that division one athlete, you know, in a school like that, a campus like that, you know, in a town like that, I mean, it's probably the biggest thing that's going on on a Friday or Saturday night, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. So I want to touch on, I want to go kind of back up here because, you know, we share something in common where, you know, we play junior hockey away from home. And so I want to, I want to get your insight out because there's a lot of people that message me and, you know, that talk to me and they say, you know, Hey, like, what made you decide to not play close to home? Like, what was it like, you know, leaving home after 18 years? Like, I know I've shared my part of it, but like for you, like, was, was it a tough decision to play away from home all of your junior career? Or was it something where you were like, this is the best opportunity for me. And I just have to learn to, you know, just deal with it. Yeah. Um, I think it's different for a lot of people just kind of depends on how they're feeling at the time. Um, 
I was, I was ready to get out of the, get out of Waconia, get out of my house and be more independent and being away from home. Um, when I was in Wisconsin, I was maybe three hours, but the amount of independence you receive and it's such like a big step and it forces you to mature, um, in a way that staying at home wouldn't. And then moving halfway across the country to be in Utah gives you even that much more of that kind of wake up call to be like, Hey, this is adulthood. Like, this is what you got to do. This is how you have to do it. Whether you're living with a billet family or whatever, like they're still going to treat you like an adult. They're not going to treat you like they're not going to baby you in any way, if that makes sense. So like, um, I, I personally, I, I really enjoyed it. Just the amount of independence you get. Um, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, I know back when I left, you know, like I was ready to get out of there. Like, you know, you, you're so like, you know, in a small town, it's like everybody knows who you are because you grew up there. It's like almost like you're looking for a reset where nobody knows who you are and you can kind of like make your own footprint, you know, in a new state, in a new city, like for the first time in, you know, 18 years. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, I mean, a lot of people are afraid to, you know, leave home. A lot of people, you know, a lot of kids turn down, you know, higher offers to stay close to home because they don't want to take the jump. Like what, what was it for you that you were like, Hey, listen, like I could have played, you know, in Coon Rapids, I could have played in Blaine. I could have played in, you know, Isanti or Owatonna, like for you, like to just go to Wisconsin, that's even three and a half hours away. Like what was the biggest thing in your head? Was it like, I can get out of the house and restart or it's like, this will really test me because I want to go the length with my career. I would say it was a little bit of both. Um, I mean, you, I mean, I mean, you graduate high school and everybody's going to college. They're doing their independence through the college way, but um, to be able to further your career, but the only op- like the only option is you have to move out of your childhood house. Like I think that's an opportunity that a lot of people should take, and it's one I took advantage of, and it ended up working out really well for me. Um, I really enjoy the person like I've become because of juniors and everything like that and moving away from home. And you learn so many things from living with different billets and not living at home that you won't learn. If you do, you learn how other people like live and are treated and beach and treat other people. And it gives you just such a bigger view on like the world and people and how other people operate and stuff like that. And I think it's a big skill that you can learn just from moving away to play for a higher level that you won't get if you're just stay at home. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, obviously for us, it's like Minnesota. I mean, like our options are, you know, everything, right? Like the Nulls out here, the NA threes out here, the USP is out here. So it's like, we have all the options right at our dinner table and, you know, people always say like, you know, well, why would you ever leave? You know, it's such a hotbed. But I think what they don't understand is, you know, there's such a microscope on you for so many years that sometimes you just want to escape and just go somewhere where you're not known. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Clean um, slate. You know, you, yeah. Coaches aren't hearing other stuff from other coaches that could possibly 
tarnish your rep- reputation. You get to build you. It's almost like a reset and a rebuild for anything that you want to make yourself out to be as a hockey player for the junior, for your junior career and possibly into college. So it's, I think it's such a huge opportunity to be able to take advantage of. Yeah. And I mean, obviously you're, you know, you're a product of that because, you know, you spent, you know, you spent back to back years in Ogden, I guess we didn't even talk about that. You know, you wore the letter, um, you know, the last year, your last year there. I mean, what, what was that like to wear the C for a team like that, that in that city, they just like, they die Ogden Mustangs hockey. Um, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. It was such a good feeling. Um, that first home game that year, being able to be the last one on the ice and you hear your name, as they say, captain in front of it. And you're, it's just such a good feeling. And then you, you skate out of the little tunnel that the Mustangs have, and you look over to the stands, you have the spotlight on you. Everyone's on the ice before you. And then you just get, you look over and you see the, the stands are just completely filled and they're all cheering. And it's, it's just such a good feeling and it's such a huge honor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for a team like that too, I mean, I couldn't, I could only imagine what, what it was like. Now you transfer into, you know, the first year of college hockey. What's the biggest difference going from the USP into college hockey? Uh, I, <laughs> this is going to be a big one, a little off topic with hockey, but school, man. Yeah. It's it's definitely such a big jump cuz I mean I I played 3 years of juniors, right? So I go from high school play 3 years where I'm focusing on making my my body healthy and ready for hockey and then I focus on hockey. I I wake up, eat, sleep hockey. Right. Um for 3 years straight and then you jump in and you continue that hockey but you also have to add another factor in with going to class, getting homework done on time, doing well in school so you can play hockey. And it's just, it's, it's definitely a huge jump that caught me by surprise for sure. Um, And I assume it catches a lot of guys that play juniors by surprise. Um, But I would say that's probably the biggest factor um, jumping from juniors to college. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, as far as like, you know, uh, how many times you on the ice, like how many work, like take us through like a week of just what it's like being an athlete in college. Yeah. I mean, at Weber stay, we practice at 7am. So I'm waking up at 545, um, trying to get down a granola bar and some water. So I've got energy for practice. Um, but when you're waking up that early in the morning, I don't, not everyone's like this. Some people can do it, but I have to kind of shove down granola bars so I can try and so I can have some energy, but I'm not really a big eating in the morning guy. I like to have some coffee and kind of wake up before I eat anything, but to just do that. And then, I mean, we hop on the ice at 7 a.m. and skate for an hour and a half. Um, and then you hop off the ice. It's 8:30, and some guys have class at 9 p.m. So they're rushing out of the showers to get to class, um, and then throughout the day you're doing class homework, whatever, and then you just try and fit in time for workouts if you can. Um, you do that for three, four days a week, and then you'll play Friday, Saturday usually, and then you get Sunday off. Sometimes you'll get an occasional Sunday, Monday if you have a grueling weekend. Um, we had we had three series this year that ended up being four games in a row. So we'd practice 
Tuesday, Wednesday, and then play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, have the next Sunday, Monday off, and then you get three practices and then you're on the road again for another two game weekend. So um, to just fit school and everything in that as well, it's just a, it's a different animal. It's a whole new animal compared to juniors. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about the roadies. Cause I'm sure they got to be electric. Like I think you guys <laughs> went, I think you guys went down to Arizona this season, right? Yeah, we went to, uh, we went to Arizona, Colorado. Um, yeah, they're no, they're definitely fun. They're good times. Um, everybody loves the road trips. Um, just being on the bus. If you're a, you're a freshman like me and the other guys that are freshmen, you do all the, all the rookie stuff you did in juniors where they make you sing on the bus and everything like that, the rookie idol and everything. And yeah, it's no, it's a good time. And then you just, just hanging out in hotels and playing hockey with the guys and kind of getting away from school for the week or weekend, being in a different state, doing your thing. It's, it's a, it's a nice getaway for sure. Yeah. And kind of cool to see like parts of the country that you probably didn't see. Well, I mean, for you and Ogden, obviously, you know, you guys saw like, you know, the Colorado and stuff like that, but to go down to Arizona where, you know, it's like hot all the time, you know, that's obviously got to be, you know, something fun to experience and, you know, the lifestyle down there. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, I mean, I credit a lot of it to juniors. I, I don't know how many times I would visit Canada or I mean, even now like Colorado or Arizona or um, Montana, even like I, I, would never go anywhere unless I had, unless it was for juniors. I would have, I had no way I was traveling to Montana to see Montana or maybe I would do an Arizona trip every once in a while, but like it, it just, it opens so much up for you to be able to experience and just see new places and everything like that. It's awesome. Yeah. Let's, let's finish here with, a favorite memory from senior year because that's the only year I was around. So let's finish with favorite memory from like senior year, and then a favorite memory from all you know each year individually of the juniors that you played, and then we'll end with your favorite memory from this season of, oh. of college hockey. All right, jeez, this is, oh man, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a walk through memory lane. Wow, I, might, yep. I might be tearing up on this. One. <laughs> um, senior year, jeez. Oh man, that's that's a tough one. I really I I, I, I can give my you brain. my I can give you my bone chilling one because I still have it on my phone. It is when we were at home and you shot it from the point uh-huh. or passed it from the point and it got whatever lost and then we went that was that one sticks out to me because I can hear your name in the crowd and it still gives me chills every time I watch it. That one or yeah, it's just it's that one's nuts for me. Yeah, no, I would definitely say um, that or uh, the Providence barn burner that we had. Where what was it, seven to six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. I would probably say that one was a big one too, just because we had what was it like a five-one lead, and then they came back, and then yeah, it was we had to battle, and there was a there was a school dance that night, so we had no student support that night because everyone was at the <laughs> dance, so it was just the right. parents parents going back and forth and it was a it was a grind it was awesome yeah yeah probably yeah. one of those two easily um oh man my first year of juniors i would i would probably have to say second game of the season when i had my first junior goal um in high school i was 
I was late. I labeled myself as more of a defensive defenseman. I mean, my senior year, I had seven points, two goals, five assists for seven points and right. 20, 20, whatever games. Um, so in my second junior game to be able to score and then just kind of take off with points after that, like it was such, it was such a good feeling and it was so amazing. And then just to be able to do that in a sold out crowd and opening weekend for a team that fans don't know what to expect right. being in an inaugural season and everything like that. Like it was, it was such a cool feeling and a memory that I'm never going to forget for sure. And you almost went through the freaking you almost went through the glass after you scored that goal too. I remember. I know, man. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember being that excited before that that moment in my life. It was. It was something else. I jumped right into the glass. I was kind of hoping I broke it, be a little cooler, but. Oh, I loved. I I loved that. I mean, I think. I think for me, like watching watching you play that first game like I mean and not to make anybody tear up but meant so much to me being there watching you play the first game because it's like I just knew the type of player you were and how and only knowing you for one season but I was like this kid works so hard like he deserves it so I was like I I still have a video of that and I watch it from time to time where it's like you know a guy that truly deserved to be there that that for me is a big memory from from your first year. Love to hear that, tough though. That makes me so happy, man. <laughs> I love to hear that. You can say that again whenever you want. I'll, I'll, receive, I'll receive the text out of those words anyway. Oh ready. well, it'll be it'll be posted on on Apple and Spotify and everywhere else. So you can go re-listen to it as much as you want. But but I'll just play it on repeat both every pregame from now on. That's what I'm right. Doing. Seriously. Um, but, yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. So moving on to the Mustangs then. Yep. Um, that first year, um, I would probably say, um, breast cancer night that year. We had a breast cancer appreciation night. We had these cool pink jerseys, um, with a 10 year logo for the Mustangs that year. And I ended up having a three point night. I had two goals and it was just so special for me and my family. Um, my aunt, uh, passive breast cancer the year before my rookie year. So being able to honor her in a night like that and having the game that I did have that night and my, my entire family, my dad, my mom, my brother ended up making it, uh, for that weekend. So just being able to share that moment with them was such just an awesome feeling. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's I, I love when teams do those nights too. I mean, it's like you pack the bar and it's for a good cause and you know, the players get to have the special stuff. Like I love those nights that, that teams do. Yeah, hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um, and then I guess moving to my, my last year with the Mustangs, my age out year. Oh man, that's a tough one. Um there was a lot of good memories that year. Um I would probably have to say Ah, jeez. I guess one of the one of the preseason games, I had two goals that game. Um, it it was kind of like a little hot start, and I was like, "Oh man, this year might be special." I kind of died down after the the preseason games <laughs> a little bit with the scoring, but um, no, it was it was awesome. I had two I had two goals that game. I was mic'd up. We were doing a docu series uh, for last year's season, and they mic'd me up for the game, so. I had to show out a little bit and I ended up scoring two and having some good plays. So um, 
yeah, I would probably say that it was just it was just a fun night in total in uh, in general. It was the first night back for uh, any Mustangs fans to see kind of what their team's going to look like for the season, and a lot of people ended up showing up for it, and it was a good time. Yeah, I'd say maybe wearing the C too, right? I mean, like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's yeah, probably that that probably a huge thing in that town too. So, well, let's finish with your first year of college hockey. Let's finish with that. Oh man, I had a lot of I had a lot of good memories this year. We had a, we had a lot of fun. Um, I would probably I would probably have to say my first college goal, um, as well. We we ended up losing three to two that game, but it was a home opener. Um, I mean, I, I looking into the stands from the bench, there wasn't a single seat open, um, and having that place erupt after, I mean, we were losing three to one with under two minutes left and I ended up scoring, uh, a nice little shot from the point. Um, and just having that place erupt and how loud it got, um, was just such a special feeling. And then to add on to having my first collegiate goal in my first collegiate hockey game was just such a, such a good feeling and such just a, a huge accomplishment for me. Yeah. Not, I mean, not many players can say they do that. I mean, that's definitely something to, to put down as, as an accolade for sure at the end of the season. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Jonesy, I appreciate you coming on. Love it. I was like, I got to reach out to him. anyone that you want to like, shout out give a jab to i'll give you the floor if you want if you want to shout anybody <laughs> out at all <laughs> i'm gonna keep my mouth shut about all the stuff from you because you got to continue this podcast so i'll just i'll skip That's that true. part i'll skip all the <laughs> stuff i can say about you but um i don't know if Corey ends up getting on here my roommate Corey, if he ends up getting on here just like call him an idiot for me or something that would be awesome <laughs> yeah now we'll definitely get him on so uh, Jones, again, I want to, I want to thank you for coming on, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's, it's good to hear from a former player and someone that, you know, has, has climbed, you know, the ranks of, you know, high school hockey to three years of juniors into college. Like, yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Have a good one, buddy.